It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now your host, Mark Bishop. Well, welcome once again to another Tucson Means Business. And as usual, we have some very interesting guests on board for this show. For this episode, we're going to be speaking with uh, Chrissy and Bill Ballard. Uh, they're uh, infamous in their own right. They are the CEO and franchise owners of the BNI Business Network International for Southern Arizona. And they're in the studio with me along with Bob Ditko. And Bob is with the Stewart Title uh, and Trust Company. Stewart Title and Trust, and of course, our Stuart Studio, Tucson Business Radio X is uh, located in the corporate offices of Stuart Title here on Broadway. So, first of all, welcome to Chrissy and to Bill. Thank Hello. you. Thank you. Hi, and Bob, welcome. Hey, nice to have you back. All right, good to have you again. Well, what an interesting, uh, interesting couple. Uh, research shows a lot on you guys. You do a lot in the community. The show, of course, brought to us by uh, the 49ers Golf and Country Club and the Rincon Grill uh, is all about uh, successful business people and what they do in Tucson and how they're helping our fair city. And Chris and Bill Bella, well, they're passionate about uh, the opportunity to continue to build B&I here so that they members not only make more money but fulfill their dreams and you know just in case you didn't know B&I it's the largest referral organization in the world and is celebrating 19 years now here in southern Arizona in fact this month there are 14 chapters from Sierra Vista to Maricopa with nearly 300 members that's uh, quite a membership there Chrissy it is it is yes Thank you so much for having us today. You're most welcome. Most welcome. Now, you're a, a Tucson native, correct? I, I am. Okay. And you love traveling with your family? I do. All right. And how about shooting pool? <laughs> yes, I do enjoy shooting pool. Uh, my nine ball team actually just won the city championships really? two weeks ago. Yeah. So we're going to Worlds in Vegas. Who knew? Well, shooting pool, playing cards. I mean, hey, were you a tomboy or what's the deal maybe, there? Maybe. Maybe just a little. And watching the Denver Broncos. Yes, I am a Denver Bronco fan. <laughs> yes. All right. Who taught you to play pool? Uh, my father, actually. Yeah, when I was little, we had a pool table. I could barely see over it. And uh, I remember just the eyes looking over the pool table and figuring out how I was going to hit the white ball into the other balls. Interesting. So, yeah. It reminds me of me, too. As a little guy, my grandfather had a billiards table. Okay. And I was peering over that one, too, just trying to get to the top. Yeah. Bill, Bill, you're you're also a, a pool buff, right? I play a little bit. Yeah, and, and you enjoy traveling along with uh, scuba diving as one of your favorites. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, and, and being uh, from Kansas City, uh, we won't hold it against you, but naturally yeah. you're a Chiefs fan. I, so I unfortunate. I mean, yes, he is. Yeah. Sorry, honey, it's all about you right now. There's only crying when we win. <laughs> wow. So, so i got to ask you, what happens when uh, when you play each other? I mean, the Ballard household, uh, it'll get rather interesting, wouldn't it? It's, it's a little ugly, actually. A couple of Thanksgivings ago. Wait, is he talking about the pool? Or no, he's playing? definitely Chiefs talking about, yeah, Chiefs and Broncos. Well, you share yeah. four bonus children and one daughter. All right. I, I'm in. What's a bonus child? So I married uh, my first husband, had kids when when I married him. So I count them as bonus children. And Bill was married before and has two bonus kids. And then I have a daughter that uh, is 19. Okay. Yes. All righty. Wow, you look too young for that. So oh, I'll tell you thanks. That. Well, you work together as a team. 
We do. Which is fantastic because, you know, usually you tear each other's hair out as couples in business. Um, to build your business in southern Arizona, which which counties are you in, actually? So there are six. You're, you're going to tax my memory, even though I wrote that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So Pinal, Cochise, Graham, Santa Cruz, Pima, and Greenlee. Very, yes? very oh, good. Yay. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yes. Business Network International, Arizona's, well, Arizona's South's purpose. It's, it is to help businesses, large Absolutely. and small, and grow their businesses, make more money. But, but really, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? It is. It's really about building communities within the community. Uh, that's what we like to say we do. Uh, the memberships uh, are vast. They, you know, there are small businesses, solopreneurs, and there are employees of very large companies. Well, your members range from, as you say, solo entrepreneurs to owners of large companies, but uh, employees of everything in between, really. It's not limited. It's not. No. When hmm. someone asks me, so what works in BNI? And I say it's really about the person, not about the business. Right. Someone wants to participate and create really great business relationships. It's going to work. My next guest was born and raised in Tucson. He says that whenever he tries to leave, the truck breaks down anyway. So, I cannot make this up. You know, Bob Ditko, you're still trying to be a comedian, I see. I mean, you know. It's a dry heat. <laughs> you're big in your daytime job. Why give it up? They pay you a fortune, I hear. That's the only reason why I'm keeping it. So, so you're actually vice president of social media and marketing and education liaison. Yeah. All righty. So it's a mouthful. But what is that in a nutshell? What do you do at Stewart? I run all the this, the education goes through me. So for setting up classes, for credit classes, for agents or for lenders, they turn around and I'll, I'll make sure they're booked out and we've got a place to put them. And we sponsor a lot of the classes that go around town along with the part of the state. And as for the social media, whatever we put out there, we make sure that everybody can see it. So we do it on on Twitter and LinkedIn and now we're learning Snapchat. I have no idea. <laughs> I had hair before I started that one. And then Instagram and, and Facebook, of course. So we run about 64 pages of Facebook business pages. We help people get set up with their marketing and help them turn around and figure out a routine and how to, how to be seen out there and sometimes even buy themselves into some credits of people showing up. And then I slowly delete myself from their page. Mm-hmm. and let them off on their own. So we don't charge to do that. I've never charged to do that, but I do help people run it when they need it. Well, according um, you know, to a lot of research, Stuart's national title and escrow services, according to many, they contribute to an enjoyable buying or selling experience. So what is it, Bob, that makes all that happen? Uh, what's different between you and some of the others out there? We had a, a boss at the that um, hired me his name is John Rafferty John Rafferty owned all the Stuart Title Trust in Arizona so compared to the rest of the the states John Rafferty ran it a certain way to where it was almost like a family you could walk in to any building at any time and take over somebody's position and help them out so it's not like you just had one position you wore many hats and as a president, when he hired me, he goes, I work for you. And I thought, well, this is sweet. He goes, oh, no, 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 you work for the other 93 out there. So you realize that it's not from working from the ground up. It's working from the top down and making sure everybody's happy. So when it comes to the marketing part, because I do a lot of marketing, commercial, and in the real estate, the residential, uh, my bosses are all the escrow officers and all their assistants and the person that answers the phone. If they're not happy by staying here, then what do you do? So it's not teaching a managing position, it's a leadership position, never becomes a leader. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, um, you put yourself through college. Yeah. Rodeoed in your younger years. Yeah, I used to be six foot, now I'm five nine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Broke your neck a couple of times and you're back. Yeah, you, wow. it was fun. Yeah, okay, so you did this to earn a quit. I mean, it's a credit to you. I would, if it, if I could live it all over again, I'd probably do it all over again. The the rodeo scene and the cowboy scene, and you realize it's not, and it's helped me out in, in the business today, where not everything's a challenge and competition against each other. You right. actually work as a team to help each other out. If one of my cowboy friends were broken on the side of the road, no matter if we're mad at each other, did not like each other, wanted to beat each other up, we would still fix your truck and send you home to your family. Right, right. So you realize that you're competing against somebody, but when you get on a bull, and you've ridden on that bull before. You can turn around and reach over to that rider and says, he's going to go left three times. You're going to turn around and he's going to spin once. He's going to stop and go right from there. And if you win this, you're buying me my beers tonight. And they usually do. Mm -hmm. So you help each other out. Plus, if you're going to get caught and they can't get you off that bull, there's 16 of us going to jump that fence to help out. Wow. I don't know, uh, Bill, uh, would you ride a bull if you were given a chance to? I'd Not be. anymore. No, no, fair enough. <laughs> no, Bob, past president of BIC, B-I-C. Business Information Club, I, I, I was gone one day, and the next thing you know, I turned around, I was president of that, of that <laughs> chapter for the next year. Okay. Uh, learned a lot about it. It's a small group. We all get together. A lot of them are starting to be retirees, so we're looking to up that down the line, but mm -hmm. with the retirees going out in the big group, we pretty much work with each other and help each other out just like you would any other social networking group. Pretty busy, too. You a passport member of the March of Dimes. I was. It, my daughter and I were on there for four years. She was an ambassador where she got up and spoke in front of, I'd say, 300 people we raised $78,000 that year, but she was only 13 when she did it. So That's it was okay. a great experience for her. For those that don't know, uh -huh. March of Dimes. It's for preemies. When it first started, it was for kids with polio. And every dime that went to it went towards the polio and, mm -hmm. and helping out polio. When polio finally went away, they turned around and started working with preemie babies. The whole concept changed. Instead of it's a... A dime per dime, it's a dime out of every dollar. So it didn't make sense to me after a while when we'd stopped going there. But we've, we were on the board for quite a bit helping out. And we've seen some of the changes that did make in, in Tucson alone. So whatever we raised here stayed here. Right, which is a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. I will say, though, Bob, I've never really heard of anyone naming their dog Batman, you know? Yeah, it, was, um, <laughs> it was probably too much alcohol. I was going to say, was it alcohol-induced? <laughs> I woke up on a Saturday morning, and my daughter says, Dad, I want a puppy. I want to name it Batman. And for some reason, I said, okay. And so the next thing you know, I should have named him normal. I mean, he gets into everything. You speak of your daughter. Is that Chloe? Julia? Julia. Julia. Where did I get Chloe from? I have no idea. You know, it could be. My 20s are great. You probably know more than I do. <laughs> I sorry, only have sorry Julia. <laughs> Batman would be my bonus kid, mm -hmm. and so all right, go from there. Julia. So yeah, you're very proud of her. I know you speak of her. She's a great kid. You love to visit uh, rodeos, love mm -hmm. camping, country concerts, I do. Uh, barbecue, building furniture, and make my own, and writing. Writing. You I'm find writing. time to I'm that? I'm on my third book right now. Yeah. So it, it's kind of different from what I used to do. Third time lucky. The other two didn't sell, or what? Oh, the other two sold just fine. Yeah. I just I basically self self-motivated myself to turn around and self-publish those two books. And they did well, maybe about 2,500 each. And what sort of books were they? Um, a lot of humor in the morning when I get up and then a lot of common th thoughts. If you could turn around, take the word fantastic or surprise and write about it or put something towards it or just being a, a single dad running through life and how I kept myself grounded by raising my child right, and right. putting it out there. And once I've written it, if it's helped me out, I hope it's going to help somebody else out. Hmm. 
So this one, the, the third one's going to be as a novel. I've got about four of the five characters going to be in there already. And it's something different because hopefully out of writing this book, then it'll give me ideas to take that one with this character and write another book for that one and, and go on. So I treat it more as a hobby than I do anything else. Well, I would imagine that in your day-to-day uh, -day role that you do with Stuart Title, because you're out and about, you're dealing and wheeling and wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Uh, every day, Monday to Friday anyway, but even when you go even to barbecues on a weekend, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're working away, aren't you? Oh, I love it. Are they the characters in this book we're talking about? Or? There's a there's a couple of my friends that I've really based a character off, and there's a couple of friends I've asked if I can do that with. Right. But for the most part, whenever you write you don't realize how much you're putting your own personality into something that's that's so it so that's yeah. the challenge right now is taking the personality because i did that for the first two books everything was my personality I was putting into it and i want to write about somebody else's personality i want to write about how they like their dog compared to me hating my dog so you know it's it's taking somebody else or why they're i've got one friend who's a he's a songwriter and a singer and he's kind of right now he's in that tense group where do i keep doing this or do i do something else because my the love of my life would want to see me change mm -hmm. so it's what do you change into well he's going to be a writer in one of the books so and i'm working that out with him and is it okay and what he's going through so i can actually make it as original as possible to hopefully come back up well, there's no doubt about you, about your talented country concerts. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, Garth Brooks or? <laughs> when it comes to country concert, you know, if they got moonshine, I'm there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you, Bill? Are you into country music? I, I've been to all kinds of music. I love music. Yeah, me too. Yeah, love all kinds of music. Country music, absolutely, but not a fan of concerts. So, Not a fan of concerts. So, well, what would be your best concert you've been to? Give yeah. us an idea. Hmm. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah. He's pretty popular. You know, it's funny. The one that I went to was not even a country concert. It was Sister Hazel. Oh yeah. And I get more out of them than anything else. It was a really good concert, and they've got their energy was so high. Yeah. But Neil Diamond, I've seen him. God, I must have been eighteen years old. <laughs> Probably the same concert as me. <laughs> there we go. Well, you've got hair. He doesn't. So you know, <laughs> Chrissy, what about yours? What What would be your favorite? Oh, a favorite concert yeah oh gosh i i love all music definitely um i have seen george Strait so many times it's silly and i enjoy him every single time yeah he's very popular yeah, it's he? pretty crazy that a guy can just get up there with a guitar uh, you know, he doesn't have backup dancers, and he's not Nothing. changing clothes 16 times. Right, 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 right. Um, And he puts on a, a great show. Well, I had a privilege uh, a couple of weeks ago to get up to Phoenix and saw Willie Nelson live oh. with his sister on the piano, and I thought she was 110, but apparently she's younger than uh, he is. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but it was a great show, I tell you. From what I understand, uh, B&I uh, prides itself on creating a positive, supportive, structured place for all members to come together how, how does that happen what what, what goes on at b and i well the great thing i was at a meeting this morning and i was actually uh sharing with bob that uh, there were 12 10 interns uh from intuit in the room and you know these are juniors and seniors in college and afterwards i was talking with them and i said so what'd you think of the meeting and one of the guys looked at me and he said, well, it was fun. And I said, you seem surprised. And he said, well, yeah, because they said we were going to some business meeting. I said, oh. He said, but there was an agenda. The president was running an agenda and everything was timed and we were moving along. But there were 62 people in the room this morning. Wow. And uh, we started at 7 and ended at 830. 
And that doesn't happen if, if we don't have an agenda and we keep things on because hmm. people can talk and they talk a lot. So there's an agenda, there's some structure, um, but there's a whole lot of fun that happens. And he said to me, he said it was really evident um, watching the people during. So we have a referral and testimonial portion and they were they were going around the members. And he said when they were going around, he said it was really evident how much they care about each other and what great care mm -hmm. they take of each other mm. and they trust each other. And I said, well, that's what we're about. We transfer trust. That's what we do. That's, that's fairly important. Bill, did you meet Christy through B and I just as a matter of interest? Or? <laughs> yes. Best yes, B and I, I referral ever. Absolutely. Yeah. 36 <laughs> hours after I met this woman, I looked up from a pool table and I said, you know, you're going to marry me someday, right? Possibly, I told him he was crazy. And I completely agreed. And yet now I show her my ring on my hand and I say, Have you hey. seen my ring? <laughs> so well, evident that I was right. It all started on a pool table. Think about <laughs> it. Well, you're both passionate about the opportunity to continue to build B&I here. Uh, your members not only make more money, but fulfill their dreams. But it's interesting to note that in the last 12 months alone, B&I of Southern Arizona, the members have passed something like 17,000 224 referrals yep. wow. between each other and it has resulted because it's about business but the referrals what we'll, we'll delve into this a little more but the money five million eight hundred and thirty three thousand two hundred and forty nine dollars this is in closed business for the communities that they touch right yep yeah. so Absolutely. let's let's touch on that seventeen thousand two hundred and twenty four referrals okay how? How? <laughs> how does that even how? work? I don't even understand how that works. Uh, well, one of the great things about the organization is we track everything. So that sounds like a very high number, and it is, and mm. it's an impressive number. I would say it's probably low by about a third. Because amazingly enough, not everybody puts in their referrals. They're still passing them, but they may not enter them into our System. system. Okay. Because okay. uh, we have a tracking system. Now, let's, let's be sure for those yes. that haven't got a clue, have never yes. been to a BNI. Yes. A referral. A referral is basically, I have said, I know Bob. Bob does a fantastic job. You should definitely use him. I have already created a relationship for that referral. A lead is, here's, your, here's his business card. Maybe if you want him, he's okay. Mm hmm we don't do that. We create a relationship between the referrer and the referral, okay. and we teach our members how to do that. Well, you're owning an effect then by doing that, the outcome of what Bob's going to do. Well, I am transferring my trust, so we better doggone take good care of me, right? <laughs> and take good care of the person you've referred him well, to. Well, because ultimately, we all we all refer people. Mm -hmm. How many people, you know, hey, when was the last time you went to a great restaurant? Mm -hmm. Why was it great? And you refer. Sure. Hey, I'm sure everybody asks Bob where he gets his haircut. He's going to refer his barber, right? Yeah, I will. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> $5 million, he closed business. I guess that comes from the referrals doing business together. Right. So if I pass a referral to someone in a chapter, and these are referrals, they, they go cross chapter. They're not just BNI member to BNI member. It could be their sister is being referred, their brother-in-law in Virginia is moving here and sure. they're referring. Interesting. And then that person 
then will put into the system the amount of business that was closed. How do you track that, though? The members are in charge of tracking their own thank you for closed business. So wow. they put it in. So if I send a referral, we have many. It's very much an honesty deal then. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And we have three representatives from Stuart Title currently in you three do. different chapters. We do. Mm. And we have a brand new member and we have a member, uh, Lauren Smith-Clace, who swears. She's like, I didn't know if this was going to work. I mean, Title. How does that work? <laughs> and she she has huge numbers where she can look back. And that's one of the things. We teach them, make sure that you turn in your data because we want to make sure you see a return on your investment. Yeah. Well, it flows through the community. It does. You, you, we talk about referrals. We talk about the money that's generated out of it all. What does it do? Well, it helps send members' kids to college. It does. You know, uh, helps members to live passionate and perhaps amazing lives, not just because that they've made more money, but because the quality of business, I guess, the relationships are elevated. They are. Uh, and, and they make better friends out of it, better communications. Yeah. Would it be fair to say that you love what you get to do each day, Bill? Would that be fair? I do. I, I was not even at the same meeting as Chrissy this morning, and yet I'm working with our newest chapter that just launched in Oro Valley. And we're teaching them about the positivity because positivity is a core value in BNI. It's one of the basics of becoming a member in our organization, which is exclusive. Not only, not only are we exclusive in a way that um, we don't allow everyone in. You, just because you pay for membership doesn't grant you membership in BNI. Oh. There's an interview and a vetting process to make sure we're getting the best business owners. Oh, I was going to ask how, how that uh, so, comes about, yeah. And we know that we've got the best members in, in their, their organization because they have to see each other every week. I mean, if you give yeah. somebody a referral and you're expecting them to take care of your customer or your client or your family member, you, you know seeing them next week that they're going to do that. Mm. So the meetings are important. Um, but the... The piece that I saw this morning teaching the positivity in the group, you know, talking about how we how we portray our businesses positively, teaching members how to do that, because so many people don't even understand that what how little words they say can affect the outcome of their sales. And then they come into our organization and we help them with the little words to get them just over the peak so that not only are they benefiting by gaining referral business, but they're also benefiting because they're improving their ability to speak about their business. Right. And they practice it every single meeting every week. Well, you love what you do, but it's also a case I would think of looking forward to building a a more stable business environment in all of Southern Arizona. I mean, you come under the... What's it called? The giver's gain philosophy. Yeah, that's that is our philosophy. Giver's gain. Uh, The larger givers in our uh, organization, they're the larger receivers. It's it's just uh, just the way that it it seems to work. Well, I don't think it would have become, uh, you know, if you think about it, the world's largest business networking and referral organization, um, and built a culture like it has done so. If it wasn't built upon the philosophy of givers gain, I mean, it's quite unique. It is. Isn't it? There's not a lot of things like that. I mean, wh- who thought of this? How did it all start anyway? Yeah. Uh, So Dr. Ivan Meisner is our founder, and in 1985, he was a business consultant in California. He had just purchased a very large home and lost his biggest client all in the same couple of weeks. And amazingly enough, uh, the mortgage company actually doesn't care whether you lost your biggest no. client. You, isn't that crazy? <laughs> right. I you can't still, believe it. I know. See how it is? Uh, they, they still want the payment. And so he had been networking and consulting businesses and business owners, but not, it it wasn't direct. 
and he wasn't seeing as much benefit as he thought he could get. So his tiny idea, and Bill and I are, are blessed to uh, be very good friends with him and his wife, and we spend a lot of additional time with them outside of our conferences. And so we've definitely gotten to pick his brain over the years. Um, this tiny idea that he had was, if I bring, just like we are sitting around a table, if I have my CPA and I have my massage therapist and I have my financial advisor and I have the people that I already do business with, and we're around a table. Now it's, you know, 1985. It was Rolodex year. Um, if everybody, and anybody is listening that you don't know what a Rolodex is, <laughs> Google it. They're still out there. And uh, he said, if we all bring it to the table and I bring my ideas, my clients, and you teach me who you need, what's the possibility of me going through that Rolodex and possibly finding you a referral? That was the idea. And his exclusivity idea was, you know, we need one financial advisor, one estate planning attorney, one personal lines insurance person, one massage therapist, one nutritional supplements, one, one title, title agent. agent. Yeah, title, yes. There, you go. there we go. So I've heard of them. Exactly. What would happen if you're not in a room mm. with your competition? You're in a room with people that are synergistic for you. Right. And it began and right. referrals began and then the financial advisor brought his business partner because the guy was like where are you getting this business from and he said oh i'm a member of this thing i don't even know what it is <laughs> and the guy came in and said well i'd really like to be a member and they said well you can't because we've already got a financial advisor and he goes okay well i want to start one of these <laughs> and ivan's story is he looked at him and said okay I don't even know what that looks like. Right. And then the second chapter was born. But in another location, in, another in a, area. In another location. Is there a guideline of, of chapters? Do they need to be so far apart from each no. other? Or We have three chapters that meet in exactly the same venue. They just meet different days and different times. Interesting. And it's not really location-based. I mean, you know, Bob, you're going to travel and probably do all yes. over the city, all over the state. Whenever I can. Doesn't really matter where your clients come from. They're nope. everywhere. Mm. The AC guy is not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're north of river. Can't help you. Right. He's not going to say that. Interesting. So BNI mm. is really not location based. And then you fast forward and somebody called from Arizona and said, hey, you want a franchise? Ivan said, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. And uh, that first franchise was purchased, and then it just grew. So we're in 74 countries with upwards of 260,000 members that meet every single week to pass each other fantastic business and create great relationships That's and amazing. really good friends. And, and when did it start? What year? 1985. Since only 85? I mean, that's not that long ago. It really isn't. And we've only been in Southern Arizona for 19 years. So you right. guys have owned this chapter for 19 years. So I know, no. actually, I came into BNI in 2004 as a residential real estate appraiser. Oh. So a lot, of, a lot of the title agents <laughs> know me from mm. my real estate days. Uh, that's how I came into BNI in 2004. I purchased the region in 2010. Okay. So. You're listening to Chrissy Ballard, who is uh, one of the founders and CEOs of um, BNI uh, International. Uh, in uh, which chapter then do I nominate uh, when it comes to that? Is there a specific name for that chapter? Nope. There are. Uh, well, when I joined, it was called the Foothills Chapter. It okay. doesn't exist anymore. We don't right. do location-based <laughs> chapters, but right. I will tell you that the real estate agent 
uh, that was in that chapter when I joined that chapter is still a member and I saw her today. Oh, wow. Small world, there yep. you go. Our guests are uh, Chris and uh, Bill Ballard and Bob Ditko from uh, Stuart Title and Trust. And you're listening to Tucson Means Business and they contribute a lot of business in Tucson. But we're here thanks to the 49ers Golf and Country Club and I just want to mention uh, that uh, it is an unforgettable Tucson golf experience. You could be hearing this anywhere but if you're visiting Tucson it's come back. They call it the Phoenix Course now. It's come back from the dead. Uh, the 49er Country Club. It's a William Francis Bell design classic. It's an established club on the eastern side of Tucson, straight up a road called Tankaverde. Uh, past the school, the Emily Gray School, and it's on the right-hand side. It's semi-private facility, inviting golfers of all skill levels. But I'll tell you something funny, and as a member and a golfer, and I'm a high handicapper, so I'm nobody, but the end of the day is this. Uh, we get people who come from Ladi clubs, you know, the private clubs all over America. And they're pretty good golfers. They're off twos and threes and four handicaps and so on. And they hear about the 49ers and they realize, oh, I could even walk this. It's so simple, you know. Oh, my God, this is a kid's uh, course. You know what I mean? Well, when they first joined the club, uh, Chrissy, honestly, they're, they're about a two and a three. Six months later, they're out to eight, nine and ten. So, <laughs> you know, so much for that. Right. But the Rincon Grill is there and by all means, give it a try. Beautiful food. Brand new food and beverage manager, uh, Maka Mackenzie Taylor. She's an absolute doll and she's a terrific lady and uh, they really go after the staff and marvellous, alright? That's the 49ers Golf and Country Club with the Rincon Grill. It's fabulous. You thoroughly enjoy it. Bob Ditko is one of the guests from Stuart Title. He's a very busy boy. What do you do your job? You're so diverse. I put the pimentos and the olives. Yeah, yeah. Sounds the bars. <laughs> I, I love the education. I love teaching. I teach Southern Arizona Go. Mechanic growth. I also teach marketing and social networking. But what I'm, what I really like to base myself is is find out what somebody's wants and needs are, and see if I can help them enhance their business for the most part. So take BNI for an example. If I was thinking outside the box with so many people in Tucson, you want to raise that up to to more people. What if they did your own radio show and had you where you brought in one of the people each week or each show or two or three of them so they could talk about themselves? Because once that starts to get around and everybody's starting to cheer each other on, other people hear about it and want to join. So sometimes that works for companies, sometimes that doesn't. But I also teach that that social networking is your phone book. Treat mm -hmm. it like your phone book. Don't treat it like your personal life. And see if you can go from there and if you can drag if you could drag more information about what you do at an 80-20 role where you give some things about yourself. By the way, I've also sell real estate. This is where I'm at. This is the home I got going on this week. But keep going on with other things mm -hmm. and show consistency. It seemed to be a success around for what people are doing right now. I teach videos and how to make that one minute and a half video that makes sense. How many people go to Google every day and we type in something? Mm. So if you could do a video, I'm sorry, uh, Google is hooked to YouTube. They own each other. So with that idea in mind, when you put yourself on YouTube and it goes on Google, Google's going to reward you for using their system mm -hmm. and put you up in the top two or three pages from where you're at, even the first page, for what you want. So an example is with real estate, I always tell them, start off with a video, minute and a half to two minute video. After that, we go ADD and we're thinking of popcorn and pork chops. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> what we want to learn first is... Um, how to buy a home. Maybe you, you put bullet points. You, first thing you want to do is check your FICO score. After that, you want to get pre-qualified. So you're going to find a lender. And after you get a lender, you're going to start thinking about the real estate agent you're going to use. What do you want in a home? If you do that and put them all down as your first one, you can tear that apart and go, 
Let's do a video on what's a FICO score. If you believe it or not right now, if you Google that and put it on YouTube, you're going to find videos out there that have 13,000 hits. Why is this not your video? Why aren't you getting those 13,000 hits? Why are you letting some guy in San Francisco do it? Same Man. thing. What's a VA loan? What's a conventional loan? What's an FA loan? So, so your goal questions. is to build teams and learn so Goals they can learn build from people each other. How they can turn around and market themselves, learn and, and how to market themselves so they can actually be successful and bring me the business then later on down the line. Right. Because, so I mean, look, you're, you're a title company. Yes. You're not a real estate agent. I can sit here and wait for the business to come in or I can go out and help people create the business. Okay. And you're not a bank, so you're not giving loans out. But people not need a title no. when they're buying real estate. Right. They do. All right. Example. So you're job is to get out there and muster up business. It's great to muster up business, but if people don't have the business, then why am I waiting for it? So instead of waiting for that to happen, this is where you go out. Very, very uh, productive, very uh, proactive is the word, We have a commercial roundtable that meets here on Thursday mornings, the second and fourth Thursday, and they ask what their haves and wants are. And Mm -hmm. as they're doing it, I'm writing them down. And meanwhile, I'm looking at somebody else's haves and wants and their haves and wants and introducing them. Okay. Sometimes you don't get the business. Sometimes somebody already has something in, in common with somebody else in another company. So be it. You're paying it forward. It's instead of waiting for it to happen, you make it happen. Mm, wise words. So why social networking, Bob? I love it. It's something that I can actually, I use it for me. I use it as my escape at night. In the morning, I put something humorous on there. At nighttime, I put something sentimental on there. At the same time, I also know it's your phone book today. And when's the last time we picked up a phone book besides to stick in front of the door so you can have the monsoons? And these days, you got to go steal your neighbors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And nail them together so that hopefully it keeps your door open while your All dog right. looks out. So you have to turn around and realize what is the concept of using social networking, what is the concept of using marketing online because people... People have got their phones. If you look at it and you understand, Facebook, for example, gets 204 million hits a month, and that's just for the United States. Now, these are these are numbers mm-hmm. that come from what's called Quantcast. It'll give you those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google does four, 248 million. YouTube gets 214 million. So if you've got those top three that you can work for, then realize, don't forget Instagram. Kids are using that, and it's a different age group along with um, Generation Gap. Then you also have Twitter, which some of us don't use. LinkedIn, which is even being used more and more these days. And who's behind that? For an example, LinkedIn, the management behind there, the person's actually making, the average person on LinkedIn makes about 98000 a year. And they're somewhere in management, sometimes ownership, CEOs, stuff like that. When they're going to LinkedIn, they're looking for certain causes, certain reasons. They're even looking to hire people and put jobs up there. So you don't see them coming in talking about, I had escargot for dinner and it gave me a rash. It does mm-hmm. not work. <laughs> here you put in, you know, mm-hmm. here you put in, this is what I'm looking for when I'm buying escargot to sell at my restaurant. Who sells that? And this escargot person over here says, I've got the quantity you want and let me get, reach out to you. And you can work it out that way. So it's just knowing how to ask for the business too. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you a couple of th- important questions. How important is follow-up to you? Yeah, and very, why is consistency so important, do you think? Follow-up is three-quarters of your job. Mm-hmm. If you're not turning around and following up, you're not doing your job. You're going out and wasting your time. There's so many people that want to go out and say, here's what I've got to offer. I gave you a great sale. I gave you a great pitch. I'm selling. I'm ready to go. Uh, call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're right. Meanwhile, that guy that turned down next time says, not only are you ready to go, I'm giving you homework. Fill this out. Once you fill this out, I'm going to call you within a week. I gave them something right off the bat to turn around and look at it and go, here's your homework. 
if I don't hear from you by Wednesday, I'm calling you by Thursday. If you don't answer by Thursday, I'm going to be at your door on Friday. Which one is it? You just turn around and give them a reason and also let them acknowledge, I'm following up with you. You're important to me. Mm-hmm. If that happens, most of them, will, I'd rather have their honesty. Bob, I work with so-and-so over here. They've been friends of mine forever. As soon as she dies, I will be there. If not, you never know. Something ever goes wrong or some other company can't do it. Stuart Title, for example, we're worldwide. We're the fourth in, in the world. A lot of the title agencies around you have to get questions after, you know, and answers and answers and answers from their underwriters. Our underwriters are right here. So we could turn around and get that done and over with. And half the time it comes to us that way. How do you get motivated to market? How do I get more? Every morning I do three different things. I get up and I make three people smile right off the bat. Okay. And then it puts your heart in a good place. And I also find some way to help three people daily, not just 340 days a year, 365 days a year. And then I appreciate three people. By the time you're done with that, just doing it in the morning or even during your day, if you're not a happy person, don't go out and motivate and market. You don't want miserable people. Yeah, you'd only share that too, wouldn't you? That's no good. (laughs) So (laughs) so true. Let's talk about where you're out and about a little bit. What's new in our area? We'll come back on it to do a bit more, but just give me a a bit of a taste of what we're talking about because everybody's buzzing about Tucson growing uh, and it's good for all business and it's good for everybody. We just got named number one. In, in Arizona for bringing visitors, a great place to visit. So Tucson's actually on the board for the first time to bring visitors to Arizona. You know, we're the number one to come to. Wow. And this is more than Phoenix. This is more than Phoenix. And the reason why is one, we're seven degrees cooler right now. Okay, that works. But at the same time, what it also is, is that we've opened up more places and we, we started marketing ourselves a little better. Tucson yeah. was marketing themselves as don't come here. We don't want you. We're quiet. Tucson, keep it small. You're going to grow. So as we started bringing downtown to life again, after the days of the Hockamy days when they were down there in Grunsfels and, and, and all the other shops, when we started bringing it back to life, people start realizing that there's something to do. So we're bringing something to do. It's also bringing more people in saying, let's hold our conventions here. Let's hold our meetings here. Gem Show's growing. They're going to be building their own hotel for them down the line. So we've seen in the last year alone, Five hotels being promoted, one fell out, so we got four being built right now. Before that, we had two others being built downtown. Along with that, we've got three others being built in Tucson. So you've got the Hampton that's going over at Rita and I-10 that's opened up, the ones at Twin Peaks opened up, and now they're looking at mm. Kino and I-10 to open up. So we're noticing that we're taking advantage of, of the highway, not just the inside of town. Well, you've been with Stuart Title for 10 years now, um, I believe, Bob. And Actually, going on 12. I just, 12? I just got my 12-year anniversary. Okay, so saying that goes that if they're – it would be fair to say that if they're building something in southern Arizona, you have the details, or you've certainly heard about it, because that's your job, isn't it? Yes. What I did Years ago, I was asked by somebody when I, when I became a marketing rep years ago at a different company – I was handing out the papers and the pens and the little buttons and it says, here, use me. And people are like, no. I go, what do you want? And I had this guy named Hans, a little German guy. He goes, I want to know what's going on in the corner over here. I want to know what's going to happen over this and here. What are they doing with downtown? Because this is what my people are answering, asking. So I says, give me three months. So I went back and did my studies and it opened doors for me with the city. It's opened doors with me at the county. It's opened doors with me at the prisons. Not in the way you guys are thinking, but... <laughs> And, and actually getting to know the owners and the businesses, even open doors for me, commercial. What do you got going? Mark Irwin, downtown. He mm-hmm. also got over here. I can walk in and talk to him and says, what do you want people to know? And so it's open doors. And as you get the right answer, you realize that you make sure what you heard is what you tell them. 
I don't like talking about the po- or the negative. It's usually the positive. Everything's going on. You can come up with a hundred negative things. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about the positive, it's different than what everybody else is giving you. So I'm finding the right crowd to follow. Those are the ones I want to work with and pick. You're only going to work with about 10% of the people that you meet out of every hundred. Right. Because your personality matches them. So when you've got a group that only has so many different kinds of people in there, if this B&I or this thing over here doesn't work, you got to meet Lauren over at this one over here because the personalities and the match with personalities, which helps bond everybody else to grow. Hmm. Interesting. That's why I like B&I. It's got a lot of different personalities. You've got a lot of different chapters here in town. You can find one that fits you and you can run with it. So speaking of B&I, Bill and Chrissy, you can both share these. I mean, if I was to ask you to give me six good reasons why this organization has been so successful around the world, what would they be? Six. We'll start with six. one. Good. How about one? Start with one. Uh, well, no, I can I can give I can give six just uh, based on our, our core values. Mm-hmm. Uh, the probably one of the biggest, and you've spoken about it, is that givers gain philosophy. You can go anywhere in the world and walk into a chapter, mm-hmm. and it can be a brand new member, and you can ask, "What's the philosophy of BNI?" In I don't know forty five. 46 different languages, everyone knows. Everyone knows what that philosophy is. And and so that giver's gain mentality, I think, takes us a long ways. You cannot be, in my opinion, a great giver giver without having a positive and supportive attitude. There are a lot of givers out there, but they give out things that people don't don't necessarily want. Uh, And so that positive and supportive attitude, nobody, you know, my joke is we we have a weekly meeting. No one wants to go to a weekly meeting with Eeyore ever, Mm -hmm. even as annoying as Tigger can be from time to time. He has way (laughs) more fun to be around, (laughs) way more fun uh, to be around. So, you know, surrounding yourself with the positive and supportive people makes a huge difference. And when you do that, then you get to build those meaningful relationships. Well, you talk about business positive, an audience of positive, like-minded business people. Uh, They gain new business. Mm -hmm. Uh, They receive business education, Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, I guess improving business networking skills with positive business people can only rub off to be positive thing overall. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable Great. to go. It, well, yeah, we have a lot of networking is a very uh, Tucson is a very big small town. Yeah, sure. You want to go to a networking event? There's yeah. probably something happening at least once or twice, or probably three times a week. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a lot of chamber events. There are a lot of other networking things going on, and we say. Mm-hmm. Go be a member. Go network outside of BNI. But when you go, network effectively. Before I came into BNI, I thought I was a great networker. Turns out I just talk a lot. Very different. <laughs> yeah, very, well, I mean, very different concept. <laughs> the way I see it, there's networking and there's um, uh, what are we talking about? Um, mixing and yeah, the mixers, uh, the social aspect. The, you know, there's there's lots of those. Mm-hmm. Munching, yeah, munching, drinking all night, handing cards out, hoping to God someone does business with you next week. Yeah. That's correct. Mixers, that's what yep. they call yes. the mixers. Yeah. Um, Having been to a B&I and having been to one mixer here, which is enough to turn me off, believe me, there is no comparison. And this is the difference of what you do. And there's no, it's okay. The mixer is a great place to make Mm -hmm. connections to then offer an opportunity to, you know, hey, come check out 
mm-hmm. this meeting where I can introduce you to some people. I think the challenge is that in in this town especially, uh, people go into networking events with you know 50 business cards, and the goal is to get rid of all of them. Yeah. And what we teach and what we train, it's what we're doing in the Tucson mm-hmm. Metro Chamber right now, is really teaching people, just take five. Take five business cards. And somebody looked at me like I was crazy. They said, what do you mean? And I said, no, no, no. If you have five meaningful conversations, five, and you do not give your business card out unless someone asks for it, you will make an appointment. Yeah. You will get an It's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. Be selective. Well, Very selective. You, you Very do this selective. for a living. Yeah. You walk out in the community and four people walk up to you throwing business cards at you. They don't ask you your name. They don't care what you do. Right. And what, what are you going to do with the business card? Well, you don't even remember you when you call them. So right. I, it's, you, you're 100% accurate on that. And if you look at a lot of different places that you go for these mixers, you see groups of the same people all the time. Oh talking to just themselves as you're walking through. If my boss saw me just talking to one group at that time, she'd smack me on the back of the head to try again. <laughs> right. So you've got to go from place to place to place to place to place. With the BNI, you see that because everybody sits at different tables, different chairs, different somebody next to you, you have that conversation before you get set and you're ready to go. So it makes a lot more sense to me that way than the mixers most of the time. Well, honestly, I think the confusion starts when we, when we plan to go to an event because, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, we partner with the Chamber of Commerce very well. We love the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. I think it's it's a dynamic organization that's absolutely necessary in our community. But in their name, it says commerce. And what their focus and goal is, is to improve the climate for business in our community. Right. And it's absolutely necessary. As business owners, if we get together, we have a common voice. We can affect change in politics or policy that will improve our business opportunities. So, yeah, be a part of that, but be involved. And then there's civic organizations, you know, like Chrissy's with Junior Achievement and the March of Dimes we were talking about earlier and maybe the Rotary. Absolutely critical. One of my favorite stories is, believe it or not, the second oldest Rotary in the United States is in Nogales, Arizona. Yes. Mm. And they've been around forever. And they invited us down to help them with growth because they're struggling, just like every organization does with retention of members and growth of new members. And we find out that their mission is to, they bought this water truck, they fill it with potable water, and they take it to all the schools around the Nogales community because they don't have potable water at their schools. They fill up these water coolers for the children to drink while they're at school because it's safe. Nice. That serves a dynamic purpose for the community, yeah, too. I, I love that organization. I love their mission. However, how are we different? We're about your business. We're not about the community. We're not about everything going on outside of your life. We're about your business. And when you get that focused on something, you, you can't help but be successful. Mm, good point. So I, I say go to the mixers, meet the people, develop the relationships, find the ones that are going to work best with you, and then bring them into your fold. Make them a part of your life. I mean, it doesn't have to be BNI. You can take everything you learn in BNI and utilize it to improve your personal relationship with the community and your business outside of BNI. It's, yeah. We're a teaching organization, not just a network organization. But mm. if we get the opportunity to work with these people to help them to benefit their business, then they can become a part of the Rotary and focus their extra time and their extra funds to make that goal of the Rotary more more available to more communities or maybe even one day give potable water to the school so they don't have to have a truck. 
you know, that's really just one, That's one, one example, too, really, of all the good yep. work that goes on. It's amazing in this city. It is. 250,000 members more probably by now, but in 76 countries. Yeah. Does that mean if one was to travel and you were a BNI member of one chapter, you can pop in on another one? Absolutely. Go visit. And they, and they welcome you. I say it yeah. all the time. Yeah. The great thing is, you know, that's that agenda that we run doesn't matter if you understand the language or not, you're going to know where they are in the agenda. You're going to know what's going on. Bill and I had an opportunity to actually attend a chapter in Juarez, and we do not speak Spanish yet, uh, but we knew exactly where they were right. in the agenda. We knew what was happening. We didn't know everything that was said, but but we knew. And cool. so Yeah, it is. It's, it's very cool. We've been... We are blessed to have really fantastic friends all over the world, and it's. I'm going to ask you an easy question. You know, why do you do what you do? Mm, why do I do what I do? Both of you. Uh, so let's see. Well, the condensed version. Uh, I I am an only child. I, I am a native Tucsonan, and um, I grew up in a a definitely a different kind of home life. So I I kind of had to be driven on my own. Mm-hmm. I set my own boundaries. I didn't really, you know, my parents were doing what they needed to be doing. And I, I kind of set my own boundaries. And um, what I realized, it, it took me a long time. I thought I did what I did to give people a voice okay. and, and um, an opportunity to be successful. And after going through this very intense BNI class, uh, what I realized is I had really gone a long time without people having my back. Not purposely. I love my parents. We get along great. Now mm-hmm. we have a fantastic relationship. Um, but I was searching for people to have my back because I'm that relational person. Right. And somebody looked at me and they said, but you get to do that every day. And I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, you're right. I How get lucky to watch <laughs> all of these yeah. people come together and have each other's back and create success for each other. And selfishly, um, I have people that have mine, not just here, but all over the world too. And I have, I have members that deeply care about me. You know, Mm -hmm. when I went through a divorce five and a half years ago, those were the people that were there. They came out of the woodwork and they were the support system. And we well, shouldn't find ones. out who your friends are when something like that comes along. It's too, so true. It? So, yeah, that's why I do what I do. I get to create a place that. Bill, let me ask you this. What are, what are good community partners for you here, say, in southern Arizona? You know, I, right now I'm working with the Metro Chamber as, uh, and the ambassador team, and I'm looking to work with the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, one of my goals is to bring this organization to the Spanish-speaking community. We are um, underserving them as far as uh, an opportunity for their business to, to grow. And once we make that connection for that Spanish community, that Spanish chapter, the BNI that we're trying to create, then they'll be able to transfer their business to all of our other business owners very easily with an automatic system that connects all of our members together called BNI Connect. And I, I feel like they're underserved. I feel like they're underrepresented. I feel like they have so much to offer mm. and they're kind of excluded because they're more comfortable speaking in their own language. And I'm, that's one of my focuses. Is I want but to they choose, wouldn't you think that they choose to do that though? They can learn English as much as we could learn Spanish if you wanted to. I absolutely believe that that's true for those of us that are given the opportunity, for those of us that are given the support right. as we mature to, to 
feel like we have the ability to learn, that we have the confidence to go out. I mean, right. I'm talking about confidence. I, I know that there's been um, a lot of people that say, well, what, they're, they're in our nation. Why don't they speak our language? Well, what's our language? Uh, we, uh, we, what's our aboriginal language? Right. I, mm. Native know. American Indian, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So mm. it's un, unconscionable for me to think that I, I can't develop myself to mm. overcome barriers, whether whether it's a personal barrier or a physical barrier. But mm -hmm. now I'm talking about a language barrier. That Would that be a challenge? I mean, what are the biggest challenges for B&I right now, would you say, that you oh, would have right now? So I need a Bob. Okay. Yeah. We I mean, all. honestly. Yeah. So it's so funny. You know, you get very locked into your business yes. sometimes. Yes. And uh, I, I truly love my members. I, I love them. I want them successful. I want them making more money than me. What I have done is I have marketed for them within BNI. And what I realized right. <laughs> was you're not marketing BNI, silly. Like you need to, you know, you need to spread the word of what you're doing, not just within BNI. We know what we do in BNI. If you're in BNI, I mean, you're not in BNI. You hear about it. You know right. about you it. You see it. You understand you, you it. You feel it. Mm -hmm. How do we? We need to do Make a better job of of the visibility and the credibility in this community because I know that it can change people's businesses. So how, that's that's our biggest thing. How many how many um, people belong to BNI here in Tucson? About 300. See, with 300, to, to turn around and promote three a day, turn around and put it out there. Maybe it's a video. Maybe it's just, here's his restaurant. Here's their, here's their insurance company. Right. This is their dog grooming company, whatever it is, and let them know that B&I cares and giving back. It, it doesn't really cost much if it costs no. anything at all. To do a radio show on the B&I and bring them in here and talk about an hour, we're probably build it to be by success even more because everybody realizes they're going to get that chance mm -hmm. right and they're making a shine and now people know who it is and oh my god they just brought in 50 more in the last week or two because people know what bni is and what it really stands for instead of just a meeting every once a week right. so it, it it's giving it back it's almost giving it kudos daily for a little while and yep. being consistent about it i see you guys just blowing up even more Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a question I want to ask because I would think that somebody also might have thought it who's listening to the show. <laughs> how do you um, how do I put this? You know how you explain that you have one vertical of each particular market, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Is it a case of first in best dressed mm. for that particular chapter? It's a great question. Okay, yeah. and what what is the generic feeling of? Darn, I've missed out. Mm. Yeah. And, and therefore, I'm, I can't do business. Right. Uh, so it's a, it's a fantastic question. It is not first come, first serve. Okay. okay. Uh, we are selective. We train our membership committees to be selective. And I think it's really important that uh, we control very little of what happens <laughs> in our organization because all of our chapters work basically. They're, they're B&I businesses in and of themselves. Uh, and we train our membership committees, and they're the ones that will do the interviews. So there is an interview process. They will sit down with two membership committee members. They want to make sure that they understand what the commitment level is. I never want to take someone's marketing dollar and not make – I need them to understand this is going to take some time. Okay, yeah. so my, my hearing here, there's three plumbers. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's two idiots. 
Yep. And there's one professional guy that yep. genuinely cares about his business. Yep. And does certain things that prove to you he cares about his business. Correct. And will do the right things mm -hmm. by the other members to ensure that he'll be around for a little while. Correct. And not a fly-by-night. Yes. That could be a big, uh, with the adjudicators of the assessment going through. Yeah, they're yeah. going to make a decision. It, it's a professional attitude towards I, things. I can give you Absolutely. a primary example of one of our chapters. Hmm, please do. Realty is one of our key classifications in our organization. We, there are no chapters in BNI that don't have a realtor. And the residential realty position opened in one of our chapters due to a health concern. The uh, chapter, 24 hours after the chapter was notified that the realtor had to step away, we had 28 registered visitors that were realtors. The next week, we had 18 applications with payment to get into that chapter. They got the cream of the crop. Yep. They were able to pick the one they wanted. Mm. And what did they do? They contacted a title agent to find out how many units did this realtor move last year. Right. Yep. And that, we tell that disqualified the top 15. Well, it would certainly disqualify a newbie, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And it's but, like, but he gets that in any darn thing when you come into real estate. But it doesn't disqualify a newbie all the time. I no. think that's the thing that, that is important to understand. Uh, we have brand new real estate agents mm -hmm. that come into BNI, yep. and they have a better attitude. Yeah. Right. There are some, there are some, and it's not just real estate. I mean, you sure. you don't just deal in real estate. You meet all different types of people. Right. Uh, there are plenty of seasoned business professionals who believe they are above having a good attitude. Right. You're right. And, mm -hmm. and, and that I don't really have to act a certain way because I'm going to get the business anyway. So I, I definitely think that it's important that people understand that it is you can absolutely get into a BNI chapter whether you are just starting a business, and I don't care if it's a brand new real estate business right. or you've been around for 15 years. Probably the number one thing is do you have a good attitude and are you willing to come in here and be a part of this team? Well, it's fair enough because we're closing now, and I just want to ask each of you, our lovely guest today, just perhaps one question each. Um, in closing for the Ballards, What's your biggest success, would you say, Bill, right now in BNI? What's your biggest success? Well, I just launched my first BNI chapter yeah. and uh, in BNI after 15 years. <laughs> I'm nice. kidding. But I, I've been out of town, but I just got back in town, and, and one of the chapters I was working with finally reached their goal of a minimum number, and we, we were able to launch them in BNI Connect, and we're training them to be effective pretty exciting. managers of their Very business. good. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Wow. BNI, if you're listening, um, com. But these contacts will be published uh, on the site, on the Tucson Business Radio X site, uh, as soon as the show has been uh, put together. Uh, it'll be there for 24-7 uh, for the next 365 days and the next 20 years. It never goes away. So you can always hear it and take notes. Okay? And there's the Facebook deal. That'll all be on it as well. Bob, I got one for you before we go. I want to ask you a very, very serious question. If I had an apple pie and I turned it over, what would it be? It'd be an apple turnover. <laughs> uh, this fellow's got humor. That's why I did that. Thank you for the work you do with Stuart Title and Trust. You are maybe number four in the world, but quite frankly, you're number one in Tucson from what I can find out with the way of uh, service. Thank you very much. With what you give people and how you make people feel at home. And that's an important thing. 
So uh, I want to thank Bob Ditko, who is the vice president of social media and generally an all-round down good coffee maker. And he's here <laughs> right. at... Uh, all right. I watched the video. Good <laughs> <to> know. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the morning, buddy. <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear. And uh, the lovely Chrissy Ballard. And her uh, better half, the. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Oh my gosh, my. That's fine. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. So I thought I'd flippered, you know. <laughs> I Bill see Bella. a ring on your hand. I know better. <laughs> <laughs> 22 and happy as Larry. Thank you very much. <laughs> so there we go. Um, that's the Ballards from uh, B&I. And check it out. If you've never, if you've been thinking about something and you're not sure where to go, just starting a business, you, there's no better place. B&I, look it out. I mean, you'll have all the things. Read it on the publishing and, uh, and go online, read all you want. You've got a good website too so that, ex that explains a lot of yeah, that. Thanks, Mark. and I want to thank again for this episode of Tucson Means Business thanks to the 49ers and uh, wonderful Casey Polivchak there the Director of Sales and Marketing of the 49ers Golf and Country Club on Tanka Verde and it truly is Tucson's Hidden Gem 